Matt Manning, and Javi Baez. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into a beautiful Tuesday edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Tuesday, Monday, April. Did I just say Tuesday, Monday? Tuesday, Monday. There you go. Today is Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. And we are coming off the heels of an absolutely electric Detroit Tigers 3-1 to victory over the Boston Red Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, and that's including YouTube. Um, wh- what a what a game. What a game all around. We, we There's still some issues we need to iron out. There's still some stuff offensively that we got to get better on. Uh, there's still some stuff pitching-wise we got to get better on. But Monday night, Javi Baez reminded everybody why you went out and gave him the contract you gave him. He put on a show, a one-man show. We won by two runs. He had two RBIs via the home run. Had a walk in there. Javi Baez walks. Is it a resurgence? No, I'm playing. Probably not. Don't count on that. But still kind of fun. Walk, home run for two RBIs in a game that we win by two. And steals a hit on an incredible play up the middle. Dude put on a show. Team on his back type of moment. Reminded everybody, like I said, why you brought him in in the first place and why he makes the big bucks. Because at games like Monday, that's why. Monday, April 11th, 2022. The reminder. That's why you bring in somebody of that caliber. That's why you bring in Javi Baez. He wins your ball games. And he sure as hell did on Monday night. Uh, Matt Manning was also absolutely phenomenal on Monday. Absolutely phenomenal. We'll break down his entire start. Really, everybody that that pitched, I, I thought, looked pretty good. Um, Gregor Soto had a little bit of command there at the end. Uh, that that we'll, we'll get to everybody that took the bump, but I do want to start with the bats and the reason that I want to start with the bats is because they were still silent and I want to get the negative out of the way at the beginning and then we can get kind of into the positive uh to to end the show you know what I mean we want to end on a good note if you're listening to me in the morning maybe maybe during your lunch break maybe your way you're on your way home from like work you had a long day at work or something I'm not trying to trying to send you off on a negative note Okay, we're gonna we're we're gonna end on a positive note. So we're gonna get kind of the the, the iffy out of the way at the beginning, and that is still the offense. Uh, the offense had a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven hits. Not bad, sir. Eight hits. Sorry, not bad. Certainly ha- have had some worse games this year. Uh, still only accounted for three runs, and uh, and two of those obviously coming on on the big hack from Javi. Um. I I think that there is still a lot 
I mean, we all know that there's still a lot of room for improvement for this offense. Plenty, a, a, a plethora of in, a plethora of improvement. I don't think that really makes sense. There, there's a, a lot of room to improve still. And one of the biggest things, honestly, it was weird because in this game, I thought the first inning, they looked fantastic. The offense, I thought, looked really good. They, they were working the count. They, they were, I mean, drawing walks, as we already talked about. Several people, uh, Baez and Candy, both drew walks. I think Barnhart drew a walk, too. Like, that, they're... Then they, they were working the count a lot. And that's one thing Baez did the entire game, which he gets a lot of heat for, you know, being the guy that swings at everything and, oh, he can't draw a walk. I think that there is a difference between being a free swinger and, and, and being an aggressive hitter. He's going to swing at anything he thinks is close to the strike zone. Absolutely correct. No denying that. Nobody should deny that. That's a fact. But I, I think that one of the reasons, and, and he's going to get his fair share of strikeouts because somebody's going to throw him a breaking ball that he thinks is in the in that area around the strike zone, and it's you know not going to be. It's going to bounce on home plate, and we're going to get that you know that Mets video. Like that's going to happen at some point in his tenure, probably multiple times. But I, I do think that there is an effective way to be an aggressive hitter. And I think Javi showed that on Monday night because he was working every single count he was in. He didn't strike out and, and he worked every count, even the, the, the fly out, pop out, whatever he, he was ahead in the count for several pitches in that at bat, right? Obviously the walk, the, the home run was a long at bat, Right. So there's a there's a huge difference just between oh he's going to go up there and swing and everything versus okay he's going to be aggressive and can still foul pitches off can still get ahead in a count right there's there's just because you don't draw walks doesn't mean you're not taking big hacks on two one and you're flying out and that's why you're not drawing walks you know what I mean there like Torkelson is the exact opposite right now. Torkelson's the other end of the spectrum where he is extremely passive at the moment. He is taking everything. If it's even remotely close to, to, well, I mean, if it is remotely close, even if the ball is like completely in the zone, like he's like, "Eh, let's leave it up to the umpire. Like he is being uber patient and needs to get a little bit more aggressive. We saw it with Robbie Grossman last year, Robbie Grossman's going to take, His stood there like a house on the side of the road looking strikeouts. He's going to have quite a few of them every year. But you take it and and you're okay with that because he is going to be in the top five in the American League in walks. And his on-base percentage is going to be in the mid-300s, even though he he has a mid-200s, low-200s batting average. So I, I, I I just wanted to point that out that I think there is a big difference between swings at everything and, and being aggressive, being a free swinger and being aggressive. I, I think that there's a, there's a fine line there, and you can effectively work a count, still go deep into counts, still uh, draw the occasional walk, whatever. You, you can be aggressive without just swinging at everything, and you can still put together effective at-bats being that aggressive hitter. Javi with a walk, no strikeouts. 
And obviously the big home run tonight. Hell of a game. And that amazing play defensively. He really did everything. He did it all. One man show. And like I said at the beginning, reminded everybody why you, you, you bring a big name guy like that in. Because he can win you games. Almost by himself. Not entirely by himself because Matt Manning was incredible tonight. Um, uh, other stuff offensively, Austin Meadows continues to just rake. He's almost batting 500, and his on-base percentage is well over 500. He has like a 560 OBP right now, four games into the season. Uh, I think he's got a 460 average. The OPS is well over 1,100. Uh, yeah, it, it, and I, I just I love him. I love him. I love it so much. And they're going to shift on him this year while they still can. And that's fine. Because he's still going to eat. Because he's beaten the shift. He beat the shift like two separate times tonight alone. Monday night alone. Right? Fantastic. Dude's unreal. And I love him in the two spot. I just think that's so perfect. Like He also made a great play in left field. Didn't run a very good route there in the ninth on the Devers thing. I think we probably a better left fielder gets him at second, but did make a nice little snow cone grab over there in left field on the Maglio slide, right? So I I think I, it's just so nice to see him in the two hole, man. In my eyes, the two hole should be your most consistent best hitter. The hitter that is consistently on night in and night out, you can rely on to be the best. Not necessarily is going to be the best every night, but on a on a day to day basis, you look at your lineup and you go, "Who can? Who's my fallback that I can rely on the most to give me good at bats tonight?" That's going to be Austin Meadows for this team. I, I would argue probably all season. We'll get into the rest of the offense and then into that pitching that was so fantastic on Monday. But first, I got to tell you all about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody, welcome back to another segment, segment two at Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. Check out Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Javi Bias. I can't get over it, man. What an electric. The, first off, the ball was at his chin. And he turned on it and sent it to the moon. Like that, that was not a, that was not barely a home run, right? Like he absolutely cranked that ball when about 400 feet and it was at his chin electric factory. I love that man. Um, seems like he really wants to be here too, is buying into the, to the culture that AJ's laying down, talking a lot about that kind of stuff, uh, can like already has had a lot of quotes about, you know, we want to win the division. You know, obviously the opening day quote, it's not going to be easy, but we're it's going to have fun and 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 we're going to try and win. It's man, it's it's just it's just so refreshing. It's just so refreshing to have some some 
a some expectations but be some some players that have some expectations some dudes that come in here are like we're gonna win ball games this is not a this is not a, a rollover year this is not a uh you know Dwell Lugo and John Hicks batting three four lineup no disrespect John Hicks is my dog I love John Hicks to death but you know let's be honest <laughs> it's just so exciting man the Detroit Tigers are exciting. Uh, the rest of the offense, only other people I want to point out, uh, Jamer Candelario, nice walk as well. He's just so good at working the count. So good at working the count. And I think he is still going to be a doubles machine in this ballpark again. I really do. And and he's got off to a – geez, my voice freaked out there for a second. He's got off to a little bit of a slow start right this year. Not worried at all. Jamer, he, he has just such an elite sense of the strike zone. It's so fun to watch him just take at-bats, for real. Like, not that he's anywhere close to this good, okay? But he, he reminds me, you know, he, he looks like he has the same mentality in the batter's box and the same style that Juan Soto does, right? Again, not saying he is ever going to be anywhere close to as talented as Juan Soto. Juan Soto is a, is a top three player in baseball. But... Just as far as, you know, like mental makeup and, and what he looks like in the batter's box. You know, if, if you just watch both of them take ABs, they look very, you know, similar. I feel like he has a similar mentality. I just love watching him in the batter's box. Uh, Scopey was good. Hitting Harold. Okay, so let's get the Torkelson thing out of the way. Um, I say out of the way. We're almost halfway through the show. So Torkelson does get the day off. Uh, well, he doesn't start, I should say. Hitting Harold gets the start at first base. And Hitting Harold hits. Hitting Harold, the nice little uh, nice little base knock to right field. Um, oh, also, I uh, in my, I was so excited. And so I was literally screaming and jumping around my house when Javi hit the homer. And in my tweet, I'm pretty sure I – or I know for a fact I said uh, that he hit the home run to right field. Very much left field corner. Um, and I, I replied to my own thing. But, yeah, I can't make a mistake on the internet. That's for damn sure. Uh, so, so everybody, I'm aware that I tweeted out the wrong, the, the wrong field. Um, so Torkelson doesn't get the start. Harold gets the hit, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Torkelson then comes in to pinch hit for Harold Castro and ends up getting two at bats out of it. Just so passive, so passive. Like it's, it's just it's blatantly clear. And, and the one thing I want to point out is that he has gotten off to these kind of slower starts at pretty much every single level he's been at as a professional. He comes into camp for the first time. Everybody's freaking out in spring training because he starts off, oh, for whatever, with a couple of walks in there. Again, because he, he's very passive when he first gets to a new level so that he can see some pitches and get his timing down and see, you know, the, the, the speed difference, I mean, there's a pretty blatant talent and velocity difference when you're going up through the system, right? So at every level, he has gone through that slow start, then exploded, slow start, then exploded, slow start, then exploded. Why would this be any different? It won't be, but not everybody is aware of that. And everybody just loves to freak out. Oh my goodness, a 1-1 pick isn't batting 700 in the first four games of his Major League Baseball career, so he must be terrible and should go back to Toledo. 
Everybody's just got to calm down. Torque's going to be fine. He is an unbelievably talented individual, and he is far too good for AAA. Okay, if you watched even a single at-bat of his last year after his slow start, you are well aware and understand that he is far too good to go back down to the minors. That narrative that a certain subsection of, of fans is starting to push and believe somehow is unbelievably ridiculous to me. Uh, he'll be fine. Okay, he'll be fine. Uh, Badu in this game also struggles. He is still looking to get on base, period, for the first time this year. Um, Torkelson has, you know, three walks or whatever. Three, three walks. Um, yeah, Badu really off to a tough start to start off the season. Uh, it's also too early for him. I'm not going to come on here and say the that he has the ceiling of Torkelson. Um, however, I do think that it's still pretty early for him. I would imagine that at this point, until he can at least get a couple of hits together, you're probably not going to see him against lefties very much. He did work the count a couple of times on Monday night, and I was pretty impressed with, uh, with how he looked on, uh, in those counts where, where he was able to, to get to two, three ball counts, but, um, Still just looks a little bit behind. Still got to re-get the timing together. I think he'll be fine. And I still think that he is going to get a majority of the starts in uh, in, in the corner outfield position, especially before Riley Green's return. But for now, off to a tough start. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, Eric Haas, I wanted to talk about for a second too. He is taking pitches that last year he does not take. No chance he takes. You'll never convince me. He has, I don't know if it was a thing he did in the offseason or if it's just, uh, you know, he's seeing the ball really well to start off the, the year or what, but I am blown away by all these Eric Haas at-bats. Like he, he has, I think the home runs his only hit on the year and he has a couple of walks mixed in there. He looks fantastic, man. Like seriously, he, he looks unreal. His patience at the plate, he's spitting on, on breaking balls low and away. He's split, spitting on breaking balls down and in. He's spitting on change-ups. He's working the count pretty much every single at-bat. I am blown away by how good Eric Haas looks so far. And, and that's, again, four games in, and the only hit is the home run. But even on like, – take the home run and completely – you know, even if he didn't have the home run this year, he's betting zero. I would still be saying this. He, he, he really is impressing the hell out of me. Looks like a completely revamped hitter, and and we'll we got to see if it lasts again. Just like everybody else that's doing poorly, you gotta you gotta make sure it lasts for the ones that are doing well as well. Uh, but really, really impressed by Hasi so far this season, and that's probably it for the offense. Still, just strolled a little bit, man. And and I think you know, like Scopey got his timing down by the end of that game. Had a had a nice crushed a double ground rule double. Probably cost us another run there. Um, but I mean, as a whole, Meadows has been fantastic. Baez for as much crap as he gets for swinging, you know, at everything, quote unquote, uh, you know, has a three thirty three. He's, he's gotten a hit in a third of his at bats so far as a tiger. Jamer, I think is fine. Miggy has been impressive. Single digits now, I think away nine, right away from three K. Um, Scopey seemed to get his timing down. Harold, whatever we talked about, everybody else. So 
I think it's coming around and I think it's already coming around and, and I have pretty high hopes for the rest of this series and just going forward. I, I, I'm hoping that that huge rut that we were in in the last two games of the White Sox series probably can save to say just the whole White Sox series is behind us. So we'll see. Let's get into the pitching though. Cause Matt Manning, fantastic. First though, I got to tell y'all about rock auto. This episode's brought to you by rock auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers. You have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? just doesn't make sense. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use easy website today. And find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And write, write locked on. Goodness, I can't speak. Right locked on in the how did you hear us hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Man, I I think that that was like one of those those just mental things. Like I was cruising, right? I, I've been crushing the ad reads all day, and then I, the last one. Right, the last one of the show, I'm, I'm three quarters of the way done with it, and I just slip up once, and then I'm like, "Oh shoot, man, you just slipped up." Not an ad read. That looks bad, right? You should probably not do that again. So then I do it again, and then I'm like, "All right, you got two behind you. You're chilling." Nope. Sure enough, there it is. I just put too much pressure on myself to to just crush those ad reads, man. It's killer. It's really killer. I let everybody down. You know who didn't let everybody down? Matthew Manning. What a phenomenal performance. He goes six innings, one hit, one run, no walks, two Ks, uh, 68 pitches. The only hit he gave up was the solo home run to J.D. Martinez. If it wasn't for that, uh, I mean, I'd imagine he would have kept going, but who knows? Regardless, fantastic. And honestly, let, I mean, let, we'll just talk about the, the home run right off rip, right? Wasn't even a bad pitch. Did it catch a little too much of the plate? I mean, probably. But he still jammed him inside the fastball velocity he had been feeling really good about all game. The velocity last year was kind of a weird thing for everybody, right? We were all like, this is weird. We were told Matt Manning was a mid-90s fastball guy, and now he's in the majors. He's throwing like 92. And then a little bit at the end of last season, like his last start or two, you got a glimpse and you were like, whoa, he just pumped out 96 right there. That was weird. And today he had four pitches, 96 mile an hour or higher. He topped out at 97.3 and was, I mean, has a few more mixed in there at 94, 95. His average fastball velocity was just a tick under 94 miles an hour. That's a great sign. So 
I, I mean, as far as the pitch, uh, yes, right? Did it catch a little too much? Probably. But I don't mind that location at all. And J.D. Martinez is a hell of a hitter. A, most players probably aren't able to turn in on that. It, it takes, you know, an all-star caliber hitter to turn on on heat inside like that and, and send it 415 feet to left field, right? Left field, got that one right. So, Matt, Matt, he also gets six swing and misses. Not bad. That was another thing last season. Kind of struggled with a little bit, uh, getting swing and miss stuff. He was just throwing the fastball a ton. But the most impressive thing about this was the lack of fear. I honestly, like, this was a Red Sox team that off rip was taking hacks right away, was taking big hacks. They, they were, the game plan was to swing early and swing often. And ideally, you would like a little more, you would like to see a little more, more whiffs, right? See a little more swings and misses induced for a team that was that aggressive early on. And in the first inning, I think he had three whiffs just in, in the first inning alone. He had a nine pitch inning, right? One, two, three. With the strikeout, the Devers strikeout pitch was beautiful. A four-seam fastball, 96, but it had a little bit of tail at the end. Oh, my goodness, man. It, it was it was a beautiful pitch and a beautiful outing. And like I said, so, so he had six swings and misses. Not bad, right? Not bad at all. And I think the biggest thing was the average exit velocity. By the end of the, his outing, it was up to 89 miles an hour, which is a little bit higher than not than you'd like it because an 89 mile an hour fastball fastball an 89 mile an hour exit velo is not that's middle of the pack or it would have been middle of the pack for 2021 so i'm gonna assume it'd be about middle of the pack for this year it's not a not a horrible number it's not great but it's not bad either so i i think the biggest thing is just going to be him lasting longer and longer into games. And AJ Hinge did say, you know, if if he if this was June, maybe he lasts a little bit longer. The average exit velocity for the first through the first like three innings was substantially lower. I mean, he was at one point he was rocking like 84 to 85 miles an hour, which is a good number. That's very impressive. A lot of soft contact with that. And then as the outing went on, he also was very fastball heavy, 60% fastballs this game. 41 of his 68 pitches were fastballs. And with that tail on it, and if it's up into the mid-90s, that's not a bad thing. And it clearly wasn't a bad thing tonight. He looked fantastic. Um, but, the, you know, the, they started seeing him a little bit better as it went on. And I, I completely agreed that it was the right time to pull him. Even though his pitch count was low, he probably could have gone seven if you wanted to, or you could at least send him out there. I completely agreed with the decision, especially you're you're really trying to win a ball game, right? Like the last two games have left a sour taste in your mouth. You're really trying to get back on top, get back on the horse and get a win. And I completely agree with them going Lang, Fulmer, Soto and just saying, you know what, Matt, you did your job. We're going to go to our three best relievers right now. And that's what they did. Now going to those three best. Oh, also Matt Manning's breaking ball. Disgusting. Just absolute filth. If he can just get the command a little bit better, that's going to be such an effective pitch. Uh, it Like, so nasty. So nasty. The curve, it's got a great shape. It needs a little bit more of a bite once it hits its top. 
right? Once it hits its peak, it needs a little more of a bite, I think. But the shape is beautiful, man. Uh, oh, Matt Manning's got such nasty stuff. Such nasty stuff. Um, going to the bullpen, Alex Lang is disgusting. If you don't know or if you didn't believe me for some reason, if you're like this clown, this big-headed dude, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Look how big his nose is. His hair is funny. Huh? Now, now you know. And now you, you can say I was right. I'm not saying he's going to be an elite, like, sub-2 ERA guy. But his stuff, from a pure stuff standpoint, filthy. Right? I, I, I tweeted something-ish like this out. But when you're looking at swings and misses, right? So all of our pitchers so far this year and how many whiffs they've produced. Scooby had nine in his start. Very Scooby-esque. Have that number pretty high. Mize had five. Erod had five or six, I want to say. Uh, I think Erod also had five. Manning had six, as we talked about earlier. Alex Lang had five in the seventh inning alone and has nine on the season, which is two innings. He's unreal. He's so filthy. He is going to produce so many swings and misses. I cannot wait. His chase rate is already, we're four games into the season. I'm not saying this is going to last, but I'm just showing you how nasty that is and how hot of a start he is off to. Uh, that's that. I don't think that was English, but you get what I'm trying to say, I think. I'm just trying to show you how, how hot of a start he's off to. His whiff percentage is in the top 11% in all of baseball so far this season. And his chase rate is also in the top 10% in all of baseball so far this season. Again, not saying those are sustainable, not saying it's going to last, whatever, but it might. First off, it might. He's nasty. But I, I just want to, I'm just trying to give you a starting point and, and just try to compare him to the rest of baseball and showing you this dude is filthy, which he is. His changeup was disgusting tonight. Um, last night as you're listening to this, the fastball is lively. Love this dude to death. I think he can be so good. So, so good. Thank you, Chicago. Um, Michael Fulmer, I thought looked pretty solid. Uh, more of a, a weak contact type of outing, right? Only induced uh, one swing and miss in the outing, but was very good at getting the weak contact and had a pretty pretty clean, low-stress inning. I, I was very, very impressed, and Michael Fulmer is obviously going to be a really big part to the back end of this bullpen, even more so while these dudes are, are coming back from injury. And then let's get to Gregory Soto, because that was fun, wasn't it? Uh, Gregory Soto, in very Gregory Soto fashion, makes all of us sweat a little bit, but still gets the job done. Uh, he had two swings and misses, one called strike in his ninth inning of work there. Uh, look, man, the, the fact that he can throw a 99 to 100 mile an hour sinker is disgusting. And it's sick and it's dope and I love it. And that's why I love him and I'm so high on him. And you saw, right, that even when he was missing his spots, for most, for three of the batters <laughs> that inning, even though he was missing his spots, he was able to induce really soft contact and or like routine flyouts. And they were pissed and they were pop-outs, whatever Bogarts had the had the pop-out thing, right? So 
he's so his potential is so high. He has the ability to be so good. It's just going to come down to command, as it always does with him. And he was missing his spots pretty much the entire inning. He he clearly did to JD in June. That's probably a tie game. We're going to the bottom of the ninth, but it's not June. So here we are. Tigers get a win. He just needs to work on the command, man. The the fact that he can throw a moving pitch that hard is going to has worked in his favor and is going to continue to work in his favor. It's just going to come down to the command and mixing in the slider a little bit more. Only threw it one time that ninth inning. I know that, you know, he, he gave up the home run on it on opening day. He only gave up one home run on the slider all year last year. I'm still confident in it. I think he should be too. It's a nasty pitch. He throws like an almost 90-mile-an-hour slider. Still a believer in Greg. Just got to get the command under together. And and I think as the, the season goes on and as we get, you know, a little bit deeper into the season, maybe he gets his sea legs under him, he'll be, he'll be fine. Okay? So there you go. Tigers' second win of the year. Some heroics by Javi Baez. Absolute electric factory, baby. Absolute electric factory. Javi Baez, Matt Manning, Shine. The Tigers win 3-1 to one series opener. Tomorrow will be a 1 o'clock game, and it will be Tyler Alexander on the bump. Oh, also, really quick, you can't, you can't have Michael Waka giving you the work. That can't happen. So... In regards to the offense, right, Michael Waka can't hold you to one and and give you 11 whiffs. Can't happen. Can't happen. Got to be better than that. Uh, but the real going to prevail, and they did tonight. Tigers get the dub. Tomorrow, like I said, Tyler Alexander and then Erod on – what day is that? Wednesday uh, to give you a – rematch against his old team not rematch a reunion that's the word against his old team thanks for making locked on tigers your first listen every day now make your second listen locked on mlb host paul francis sullivan please call him sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues both past and present it's free and available wherever you get your podcast that is including youtube just like us go check us out on youtube we just hit 300 subscribers awesomeness you guys rock I cannot wait. Cannot wait for this summer, man. I'm, I'm glad it's here. I mean, it's it's here. It's time. I'm so happy that every day I get to wake up and there's going to be Tigers baseball on. Really pumped about this year. I think the team looked a lot better. Light years better defensively than they did Sunday, by the way. Light years. Sunday, they, I think they just kind of kicked it in around the you know fifth or sixth inning or whatnot. This game, everybody looked much better defensively. Harold had a nice scoop at first, by the way. I think he's probably going to be the the go-to backup first baseman more so than Miggy even, for real. So a little bit of late inning stuff as well. We're running so long. I really got a dip. But I, I was uh, I, I thought it was kind of intriguing, kind of fascinating how they handled the late inning subs. Victor Reyes goes in as a defensive replacement, but Eric Haas comes in as the pinch hitter, right? I think that that's the move. I think that that's a smart move. And I think you're going to see Hossie get a lot of pinch hitting appearances this season. All around, just a masterclass. Wonderfully managed by AJ Hinch. No flaws. Um, and Javi Baez is here. And he's the man. Reminded everybody today, like I said. That'll do it. 
We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully recapping another dub. Tyler Alexander. Hopefully recapping another dub. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. And I'll catch you all then, baby. Go Tigers.